0: Welcome to Lessons for Living Television. My name is Bill Santos. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, today is going to be one of those programs I think you will not soon forget. I have a special guest with us today that is going to share with us a most impactful story of survival, of fight, and ultimately of forgiveness. 1975 to 1979, when the Marxist regime took power in Cambodia, the Khmer Rouge under Pol Pot wanted to drive the country back almost into a Middle Ages kind of setting, an agrarian utopia. Two million people lost their lives at the hands of the Khmer Rouge. Our guest today survived what has been come to be known as the killing fields. I want to introduce you to my special guest, Dr. Siravut Lee. Dr. Lee, thank thank you you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you for being here.
0: You have such a powerful story. And um, we only have half an hour to to, to share it. So uh, we want to zero in on some of the key points, but uh, you grew up in Cambodia. Yes. You were your parents. You were in a middle-class family. Yes. Your dad was a government employee, wasn't he? Yeah,
1: he was in the army. In the army? Yeah, at the last before the war, and he was a colonel too.
0: Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then at some point in your existence, a horrible turn takes place. The Marxists come in, and your middle-class, normal you know, conventional, middle-class upbringing mm-hmm. gets flipped right up on its head. Mm-hmm. Tell us what what happened. Tell us a little bit about the childhood, yep. what your childhood was like. You know,
1: before 75, uh, I grew up in a family that we have everything. I don't know what difficult is. I don't know where the rice come from. I just know the food is on the table. And uh, we, you know, comparing to a million people in there, we are in the good, in the higher. We have a house, we have a home, two cars, everything. And then by 1975, April 17, when the Camaro took over, my life swept completely. They forced us to leave the home. When they took over the whole country, we thought that would be the great day because the war is end. We were right. not more killing and peace coming. So everyone welcomed them to come in and I was one of them that standing on the road waving and happy, but uh, after the first day they announced that we have to leave the city in three days and uh, they promised with us that just go out for three days and we'll come back. So take anything that you can take with you because Americans will bomb the city. So every city in the country have to evacuate out so that the starting point of my so life so that so time
0: so this happened right away as soon as they came right away
1: attend? the first 3 days the, the actually the first 3 days, they uh, start announcing and call people to go out and uh, the technique the trick they said is american will we'll bomb, bomb the city so I they see. protect us but in term actually they not protect us they want to break us apart so that they can have a full control
0: so it, it, your, your mom your dad and you had what four siblings
1: the, to make a story short, let me share with you a little bit because if I was with my dad, my mom, I would not be alive today. Uh, just only mm. a few weeks, actually a few weeks before because the war end in April, in my break, I went to visit my grandma in uh, in one of the province of the Cambodia, about 400 kilometers away. So I flew out with my uncle who flew the C-130, the big airplane back and forth. So I said, he said, oh, just go uh, visit you, uh, and you can come back next week. I will, when I drop the stuff, we can pick you up. So I went with him. But that first, when the plane left, the airport was blown up that day after I got to the province. And so the, that pla- the airport there.
0: where you left from was blown up?
1: No, the, the one, one, one where you arrived, I, yeah. they blew that they up? They blew up on, after oh, okay. my uncle flew out. Flew out, it blew up. blew up. So up, you are yeah. stuck there? I'm stuck there. So that what in a way when I look back it that what make me so why without that they would know that I was the son of uh, somebody working in the government public servant like that. Oh. They would kill me right away. Yeah. So so your mom and your dad are in the city? In the city, in when couple you, city with, with, my, with two brother, two sister, and, uh, my two brothers, two sisters and my two sisters who live with my grandma in the province that what we are together. We were together, three of us and with my grandma, four of us.
0: So, did you get word from your parents that you were being that no. they were being told to leave? After the...
1: that, after the war, because we no no telephone because by then seventy-five April, it everyone it everything it chaos and uh, no contact. So when the the airplane cannot land there anymore, we no more contact. Wow. So after in April seventy-five, after that a few days later on, that what they forced us. So I live in the. A small city, but every city in the country was forced, was evacuated.
0: So everybody now has gone into the country?
1: Yeah. Anyone, uh, they come to us, they come to the house. I still remember some incident really clear. Uh, one thing, they walked to the door, uh, a small Camaroos carried the rifle, uh, the, the rifle AK-47 on the floor, pulled it along, and they said, they come to my in uh, my, my, my room and said they see my shoes, running shoes I just bought, it don't, a, a new one. I said, I need that. I said, no, it's mine, I need that. And then he pulled up the rifle, so we give him, and he, he go around to take anything in the house up to him. But that we thought, wow, the, world, the war is end, why this thing happen?" But when I look outside, people get killed, whoever opposed not leaving or giving to them what they asked, they shoot in front of you.
0: And how old were you at this time?
1: It's About 13.
0: About 13 years yeah. old. So, And were you you're having no information with your parents?
1: No. I was with my grandma uh, during that time.
0: Did you ever have contact with your parents again?
1: No. That's the last part.
0: That's the last time? So when you got on that C-130 to That's go to your grandmother, part. that was the last time you saw your parents?
1: Yeah. That's the last part never heard anything from never
0: them. heard anything more about them no
1: until the war ended. what i heard that they would kill but it's uh, so
0: you're a 13 year old boy you're there in the province with your grandmother mm-hmm. you've just lost your running shoes and whatever else the khmer rouge want out of your house yeah what happens next
1: and then uh, the next day they asked us to move out to to get out and take whatever you can take and uh, in each family go and uh, i was a boy so my thinking in three days to go out to take whatever you take because you're gonna come back home anyway. Sure. So many people just carry money. And my grandma also said, yeah, just take money and some clothes, we will come back anyway. But I said, no, I'm gonna take at least an ax. I take an ax with an me, a small ax, yeah. Uh, my, my thought is at least I protect my sister uh, because they are still young. They're older than me, but they are young. So." So we carry whatever we can carry, but before I went, let me share with you one incident. Before I left for that, I said, I told my grandma, my grandma said, just go to buy some medicine because we may need it along the way. So I went to the pharmacy that beside, close to the, her house, a long line waiting to buy her medicine. And uh, the Khmero walk around and said, let's move, let's move, let's go, let's go. And the owner said, just be patient. We uh, When we finish, we go. and uh, I was in the line waiting to my turn to buy the medicine. And that guy said, no, you have to go now. The owner said, no, just wait. Bang, he shoot them right there in front of Right us. in front of you? Yeah, blow up the, the blood all over the place. We run all chaos and we run back home. I said, let's go. No, say anything, just go. And that one is the first time I see the kill people in front of me.
0: Sadly, it wouldn't yeah. be the last
1: time. No, that the first time. Many more doing that, yeah.
0: So you go back to your grandma. So you say, forget the medicine, we gotta go. You got
1: your ax and whatever you can carry. Then we take, I take, take some of my shirt, some of my, uh, some rice along the way. It just, from the place, from my grandma house in the city to the edge of the city, the whole day, we cannot get out because it's chaos. People forcing out from hospital with the hospital bed, the family carry whoever, whatever, whoever, and along the way, people who cannot walk, they kill them there, and so, every time they kill people, we run, we, we, we're we afraid, prison. So along the way, people cannot walk, they die there. So, oh we walk out, many days by the time we get out, so, at the time they asking that you know you can go to wherever that you grow up the native home uh, village that you are so my my grandma said let's go back to her village about 45 kilometers away so we go up to the edge of the city already and uh, people still have difficulty to walk out because so many people chaos so they send the truck in many trucks come in and said anyone cannot walk get on the truck and go so everyone jump on and get on, and uh, by the time get to my turn, because so many people before us, we had to be patient and wait. And by the time we get on, the new truck come in. I get up, I pull my sister and pull up my grandma, and then one of the Kamaru came in behind the truck. I said, "You get off." He pointed the rifle to me. I said, "Why? You get off. Your grandma cannot uh, just get off." I said. My grandma cannot walk because he, she's old. She's almost 70 already. I said, get off, you, you don't obey? I said, get off. And then he looked at me to the face, like he looked at you and said, when you go to the village where you go, first thing you do, grow a tree in front of your house, which it means, the name of the tree, it means foolish. In, in term. The real name is uh, sesame tree. In, in, in Cambodian word. Right. But the same word, uh, the same sound, it means foolish. Foolish. And then you grow the, the cotton tree at the back of your house. Cotton tree in the word in Cambodian language it means deaf and you don't hear anything, you don't know anything. I said, I don't understand what you're talking about, but just listen to me and get off. So he get off, but I'm so upset with that guy. Why he not allow me to go up? And by the time we uh, walking furthermore, I see the same truck coming back in less than maybe a few hours later. I come back. How come this truck comes so quick? 45 kilometers away, it takes longer than that. Later on when we get out of the city, we realized that. I was realized that the dead people along the, the, the highway, because those people, when they bring out to the city, they send them down, and they shoot along the way, and they die there. Oh my goodness! Because that the one they screening the one who cannot walk, that the one the the rich people, the people live by the poor pe on the on the poor people life, so they screening out, they kill all those people.
0: Oh my goodness! Yeah. So where did so what do you do now?
1: After that? Yeah, you're. We walk three four day three, four days, all night and, and day time. By the time we got to But are the building, they feeding you or what? Whatever you carry with you. So that what I see, people that carry no money, they die along the way, they try to buy. Uh, after everyone move out, the next day, the money no use, no more money, no useless. Nobody sell anything and because not counting. So people, people die with starvation, die with uh, stealing from each other and killing from each other to get the food.
0: So, how long is this process? How long? In, so, did you end up back at your grandmother's village? Town, village.
1: When we oh. get to the village, they send us out again because that village, they said, is not because in, in in the killing during the Khmeru take over, they divide the people. The one who under the government, they call new people. The one under their 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 liberal the the place they control, they call the new, the old people. The old people have responsibility to take care of the new people. So when we went to the village, it's still under the, the government before, so it's a new, new people, a new area. So you have to get out of that too. So we have to move out from that. It's a long story from that again. Walk all the way to the jungle actually, to the where nobody lived before. So when we get there, because the army go with us, they with the rifle along beside us. So get to the bush. They measures ten steps for each family. Where were that the plot of the land that you take? And then that's you, where you're gonna live. That where you gonna clear the tree, clear the bamboo, wild bamboo tree, everything that you can have a room to build a shelter or whatever you can build. Uh, you see. Fortunately, I have an axe, Right. but the problem is an axe cannot cut the wild bamboo tree Because wild bamboo tree a lot of stone come out from the tree itself. You cannot reach to the tree
0: I see okay, you
1: understand what I'm saying. So take me many months before I even can clear those things So every night we sleep under the 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 stars under the star and rain come wet cold, shivering and everyone, many people get sick during that time and die.
0: How long was that period? That you were in the months?
1: We lived there for the rest, but uh, after a few months when we build the place, so it takes longer story, it takes many, many days. I have to go out with the people that I don't know because they, some people who have the parent, they have uh, enough equipment to no nice and axe to cut the tree. I have only my axe. So I go with the older people going to the, the bush, to the jungle to cut the tree and pull it back. With 13 years old, I carry one tree at a time, pull it back and uh, my, my my grandma just uh, uh, tried to clear the place a lot. Take us many months before I can get a place to sleep that no more wet at night.
0: And what are you doing for food, or I mean...
1: After, after the first two, after the first week, after we run out of that, they distribute, they give the food, they give the rice for every family, depending on many number that we have.
0: At some point you realize that this is not, you have no future here.
1: No, no. That is not too bad yet, because that is just beginning of the journey. They put you in the make into a village, but after you have a village now, they take us out, all the young people have to go out in the mobile team. It means go out to planting the rice plant all over the place, cut the tree and clear the, the forest and all the stuff, make it to uh, farm land. And only the old people that stay in the village. And so from there, everything it belongs to the government. You don't own anything. All the clothes that we wear, any color, you cannot wear any color clothes, so we don't have a black and uh, black clothes, so everyone have to use the, you know, I don't know what to call, the thing from the tree, and like sometimes we use the mat to put the clothes there to make, to change the color, become black, so we have to wear black, everyone wear black. And everyone wore the same? Yeah.
0: So you're going out on these mobile teams, you're you're
1: you're Yeah, it's you're planting, a long story there too. Yeah. You're
0: planting, you're Yeah. Because their goal was to make it into an agricultural and
1: that's what they plan. That's
0: what the plan was. Yeah.
1: But the the, the thing I uh, from I look back, it's not really a plan. It's a screening area a part. They want to screen anybody not really farmer, not a work hard working people, they kill them. Because those people the sli- the, the 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 slogan they say it Keep you have no benefit, destroy you is no loss. If you cannot work, kill. If you cannot walk, you kill. And at the time, if you can read, you can write. You, you wear glasses, they kill you too.
0: If you wear glasses. Yeah,
1: if you wear glasses, because only the the capitalists, that the one who wear glasses, the one that the rich people.
0: Eventually, you. Make your way out of.
1: So why from that. Yeah.
0: You survive that and you get yourself. Yeah. Out of Cambodia and you flee to is it Thailand? Yes. So how did that?
1: Uh, that a uh, different story again. It's a big story. There, it's uh, long. Uh, to uh, walk about. Uh, I would say about 60 kilometers away from where I after the 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 Khmer Rouge kicked out about 60 kilometer away, we walked through the landmines and crossed the border to Thailand. It's a long story there.
0: Through Uh, landmines.
1: Yeah. Uh, I was caught many times during that time too, but, so I
0: (laughs) When you got, you told me the other day that when you finally made it to the refugee camp, you had a mechanism that helped you stay alive. Yeah, what also. did you what did you uh,
1: because by the time we you know l- let me share with a little bit with that yes uh, of course uh, to walk from the highway cross the border into the Thailand land because the Rijuji camp is inside Thailand that the international camp what we call Kawi camp and along the camp there's uh, many camps that the the fighter fight back with the new government so we have to cross that border I was stuck in that area, almost got killed many times during that time. But let me share just a story from the crossing that from the border to into Thailand. I was caught along the way uh, because they caught us. There's a smuggler; you pay them, they have the the guiding. They can guide you across the landmine there because you don't know where it is, right? Uh, we live at night. So the time comes, they come to us and said, let's go, we pay the money, we go. Uh, Just get out of the, the, fighting, the fighting camp there to the board, the outside, we, arrest, we were arrested. While we arrested, there are the group of the fighters coming along, they're shooting each other. So we run. I was stand up and run. I don't know anybody. Everyone ran across the field and I run across the field get to the the bush, get to the forest. I don't know where I'm going, because it's night time, dark, so dark. I run all night, I run, never stop. I keep running, running. I don't care anymore, because if I got shot, just die. Forget it, because I survived from a killing field. So I keep running all night until I exhaust. I fall asleep in the bush, in the jungle, in the forest. Nobody, no sound, nothing. And I woke up in the morning, look around, I hear the sound of people walk. It's just close to where I was sleeping. I followed them, and then that what the smuggler group that every many people run across the the jungle there. So I followed the group and get into the camp. Uh, and when you get to the camp, they not register you because you are they close the camp already. They not international UNHCR not register new people. So I have. Uh, cross the border, just get into the camp. The Thai soldier got in the camp also. If they saw you, they shoot you too. So many people die. So some of them, some of our group was shot. We run, whoever I run through that. So I, one of them was so I run through that, get into the camp. But the problem, getting to the camp, you don't have registration. So you don't have any place to live. So I had to seek some of the refugees there, who were legal refugees. And ask them if I can, you know, stay with them, and they cannot allow me to stay because they will be a problem too. So right. they said uh, they can allow me to a plot in inside their house, dig the ground, and cover it. And uh, when they checking you, I'm going hiding there. So for almost a year, I lived like that, out and in, out and in, when every time they check.
0: You know what we're? Uh...
1: It's it's a long story. We're out, and we're out of time. So
0: here's what <laughs> yeah. we're going to do. Yeah because uh, I need you to continue this story. We can't continue it today. We're gonna, would you, would you come back next yeah. week?
1: Yeah.
0: And I wanna talk about how you dealt then with all of this anger and, mm. and, and this, this bitterness after yeah. losing all of your siblings and your parents and all of this that you went through. Yeah. And so uh, will, will, you, will you come back again yeah. next week and yeah. we'll pick it up uh, okay. from here. Let's have a word of prayer as we, as we close. Mm. Gracious God, loving Heavenly Father, thank you so much for preserving Dr. Lee and his powerful testimony. Father, uh, we think of uh, so much suffering in this world, and I pray that uh, uh, you draw near to those that are suffering right now, Father. Uh, They may not be watching us from a refugee camp. They may be watching us from a prison cell. They may be watching from a, a hospital bed. They may be watching us from a broken home, Father. Bring healing and comfort them the only way you can, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You know, just on a little break here, we were just talking, and uh, Dr. Lee, you said uh, many times while you were in the camps going through this, there was a pressing question on your mind, and would you like to share with our viewers what that was? Yeah,
1: because many Christians come to me and say, "Let's believe God, and you, you know, just come to God." I said, "Ask a question. If God is so powerful and so loving, why He allowed this bad thing happen, especially to the innocent children like me and other people that die?"
0: It's a very good question. We're going to touch on that next week. But if you're watching today, I have a special gift for you. It's a very special edition of the magazine Signs of the Times that helps us answer the question how to live when life is unfair we'd like you to have that because i think it helps address those questions of suffering and when the innocent suffer if god is love why is there so much bad in the world we'd like you to have this copy of this magazine here's the information you need to secure yours
2: to receive today's free offer you can log on to the lessons for living television website wwwal 4 That's the Lessons for Living Television website wwwal 4 There you will find the links to download a video and transcript of this program. You can also write us at Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. And we would be happy to send the offer out to you. If you live in Canada, this offer will be sent out to you free and postage paid. For viewers living outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. If you wish, you can order this offer by calling our 1-800 number and speaking with one of our volunteers at 1-800-972-0337. 1-800-972-0337.
0: You know, if you enjoyed uh, this program today, I want to remind you that on our website l4ltv.com, uh, you can watch it again. It'll be up there uh, just shortly after the program comes to an end. You can also go on the YouTube channel. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel and get uh, a notice of when our programs are posted there. And uh, on the website, you can find out where I'll be appearing live. But I wanted to thank Dr. Lee for being here. and. Maybe we can touch on a little bit of what we're going to talk about uh, next week. So we're going to pick up the story with you in the camp. You're not a Christian, right? No. You are bitter. wrestling.
1: I was so bitter and anger.
0: And you have to deal with this because, you know, you survive the killing fields, but if you don't deal with that bitterness and that anger, that's going to end up uh, killing you. Yeah. And so you're going to provide for folks a very uh, interesting Method or formula for dealing with bitterness and anger. Yes. Sadly, many people watching us today have had unfair things happen in their life, and I think this is going to be very powerful. So thank you.
1: Thank you. Yes.
0: Uh, thank you for joining us uh, and for sharing that part of your story. And uh, um, tell us where you pastor, because you're pastoring right now.
1: I'm pastoring in, in Mount Line Filipino Seventh Adventist Church, and. Uh, you know, God working in the different ways and he sent me that Cambodian guy is not speaking Tagalog to into a pastor in Filipino churches. But uh, that's where I am.
0: We're going to put uh, the link to the Mount Zion Filipino Church on our L4LTV.com website so you can uh, find where Pastor Lee will be appearing also. Well, that's all we have for today. The time goes by so fast. Thank you so much for joining us. And we'll be praying that we'll have this opportunity to do this real soon again. Until then, God bless. We'll see you again real soon.